Hey everybody, welcome to episode 36 of Sword Coast Coast to Coast. This is your Dungeon Master Cameron. I'm here to introduce to you the first post-Butter Biscuits. We're living in a post-Butter Biscuits world, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to let you get right into it. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Um, it's got another special guest. I don't want to spoil too much, but lawyering becomes a big part of this uh Next little thing, we're going to have several episodes that are all about this. Um, just want to give you a little heads up here at the top. You can go to patreon.com slash range to touch. The link is down below this, wherever you're listening to it. You can go to that place and uh, you can support us for uh, as little as a dollar a month. If you support us at a dollar a month, you get a newsletter at $3 a month. gets you uh, some other goodies, including uh, Michael and my notes from uh, Game Study Study Buddies. And $5 a month gets you access to a Let's Play that I've been working on in secret. Ooh. <laughs> but that's my vampire voice and it's not it's not my, my dm voice i don't really do that um so yeah so let me get into this uh the uh this little saga is probably going to be about four episodes i think you're really going to think they're good but sometimes you got to take the law into your own hands and the sword coast coast to coast crew really uh, takes that seriously so i'm gonna let you get right to it and uh <laughs> check it out i think you'll have a good time episode you all returned from the all worm you um and when the all worm of course uh zipped out of the plains it created a big tidal wave tidal wave smashed into marsimber you returned to marsimber just in time to see two things occurring at one time the first being there uh is a wizard war that's happening uh for control of the city the second thing was there's a giant citadel that uh kind of warped into existence above the city and then wasps wasps began um flying down out of it and um abducting people you there are also demons in it you found a buddy named butter biscuits and uh, butter biscuits pinocchio like led you up into the thing uh to his father uh death seeker oheim who was a big scary giant you uh, entered into a alliance with Cheap Cheap, the hive keeper of the wasps, and you, um, yeah, uh, you took you took it over, you took over the citadel, flew the citadel down, and squashed Lord Groomp's business. Yeah, we did. A Suck it, Ulrich. It was good. <laughs> um. Congrats. Is there anything that I just said that that uh, is inaccurate, or is there additional information you'd like to be reminded of? I, I mean, Mary's got the thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary's um, in charge of the hive, or the swarm. Well, uh, no, the cheap, citadel. The citadel. Cheap, cheap lives Just describing that, destiny right? things. <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, did enough time pass that... A, another step in gold, Gilbert's Goldfish Golem uh, is completed. I think we have to do like affirmative things to make the, the clock advance. No. Uh, so I was actually listening to uh, the episode, or I was editing the episode when that occurred. Um, 
last night. I was editing it, and I just said, whenever you believe it is narratively appropriate, you should provide me a rationale for why it moved forward. Now, it's very interesting here that step two is place in, in authorized personnel room and play Sounds of Construction Anthology Collection Bardograph at high volume. I don't really know who wrote that. <laughs> you don't know who wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a lie. Um... Listen, we assembled the IKEA Golem flat pack. Then we got to put it in a room where construction sounds are are uh, playing, so that it's got so it can marinate for a while. That's just how you make a golem. Okay. Well, if you think that that has occurred, you can advance the clock. Okay. We placed Gilbert's goldfish golem after we so like we built this like little mini golem like you know put it together. We put Gilbert's bowl, coffee flask. In the center of it, and then we placed it in the authorized personnel-only room and played Sounds of Construction Anthology Collection Bartograph at high volume. Great. Great. Um, uh, you, weirdly enough, listening to episode two, I did realize that you actually had had independently summoned a Kinsers floating disc that, that Gilbert was just following you around on the whole time. Um, <laughs> but I think that we retconned that into him being handed over for safety. Um, he's, he's doing R&D himself, so okay. it makes a lot of sense, I think. He's working hard. Um, also, you don't have a waterproof candle anymore. Rest in peace, butter biscuits. Okay, so you are all you are all down um, in the citadel. The citadel is now level with the uh, with the ground. Remember, you kind of lowered it all the way uh, down so that. There's a flatness between the street and basically the <laughs> citadel. You can walk right out the front doors, I guess, if you wanted to, and walk into the streets of Marsimber. As you land the citadel, all of the uh, the wasps begin flying everywhere and doing all kinds of weird wasp stuff. They're not bringing things back here, um, you know, in the way that they were. They're not abducting <laughs> people anymore, um, but they uh, but they are flying all around the city. And doing, doing wasp stuff. They're making weird nests on the sides of buildings. They're dive bombing at like people and cats. Uh, what else do wasps do? Buzz. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> they buzz. They're buzzing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> stinging, buzzing, yeah. and stinging. Tess, get your wasp under control. Yeah, Tess, you... Yeah. (laughs) They're going to um, the country club. Mm -hmm. Um, They're eating at nice restaurants. They are speaking with, like, a weird... Really, just a really weird accent. They're buying station wagons with wood paneling to drive up to see the colors change. They're moving um, (laughs) uh, to... uh, Oh the suburbs. To Sorry, avoid. I can't think of a town in, in. They're moving to basically upstate New York. They're moving to the Berkshires, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, the Berkshires, yeah. Tess, you had something so... you were going to do. <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, do we still want to drop, like, this wasp hive off somewhere? And do we have any idea where that would be if we? So as you're saying this, and I'm assuming you're kind of standing in the, the grand foyer, foyer, whatever, foyer. the grand room, uh, not in the throne room, right, with the big dead um, lord in it, but, uh, but kind of not up with, um, 
not up in Cheap Cheap's attic, basically, is what I'm assuming. And you actually, as you're as you're giving this kind of uh, position here, Mary, you hear boom, 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 someone knocking on the door. I, there you go. I go. I go answer the door. So, you know, there are these massive doors. I think I described them as being 15, 20 feet tall, something like that. These are the big outer doors. You grab one. Uh, they're very large. You're very small, but you're able to pull it open real big. And outside, you can see um, several different groups of people. You can see a couple different troops, or uh, um, not troops, but uh, groups. Gr- groups, yeah. <laughs> groups of soldiers. Um, you know, they, they have different kind of regalia. They look like they've been fighting a big battle for the past little while. Um, and they look angry. You see, um, a bunch of peasants kind of in the back, kind of looking around and being a little bit scared. And you see, um, two people that you've never seen before. Um, oh, well. Sorry, what presumably like? we haven't seen any of these other people before either. Uh-huh. But I, but you know what a soldier is, and you know what a peasant is. But these are people that you can't immediately identify. And one holds up a, uh, uh, gosh, what's it called? Like a scroll, and he holds it up, and he lets it go, and it unravels. When it hits the ground, and it continues to unravel, of course, um, in a comical way. And he says. Uh, he says, I don't want to hear our list of crimes. What? <laughs> I don't want to hear our list of crimes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, this is not, well, this is not, there's not really cr- crimes. Uh. Um, it's, uh, he says, really, I, I'm just here to tell you. And he, he points up at the wasps flying around. He says, we need to destroy those. And we're going to have to seize your, we're going to have to seize this citadel. Um, are we all in this room or just Mary? Yeah, yeah everyone's standing around. Under whose authority? authority? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he says, well, uh, under the authority of the law, but... Wait, but know. nobody's in charge right now. We still got the whiz war. Well, he says, well, the, uh, my friend here, or really my brother, and he, he points over to the wizard standing beside him. This is someone wearing a deep purple robe. He's wearing a pointy hat it's the hard kind of course uh because this is it's a war wizard um and he says my you know my brother uh zorp here uh has has won clearly this part of the city and uh he has you know illegal this is illegal Hmm, i thought i spelled soap okay so the part of the city we landed on is actually completely decimated at this point because we kind of dragged our fortress all across it. Um, so really, he's won nothing at all. And I don't recognize his legal authority. Yeah, what if we had our own wizard who was more powerful? Well, he says, well, it doesn't, you know, that that's fine. You know, this might be some sort of sovereign territory. But really, this is kind of a problem. And he again points up to the wasp and he says, those things are making nests. They're buzzing. They're dive-bombing humans and cats. They're doing all the things that wasps do. Uh, and that's... Uh, I hate it. Um, and we need to destroy them. These things must be destroyed. I'm going to, like, recall the wasps to the 
fortress and like just say i don't think that would be necessary he says these these are against the it's still against the law you see that you see all of these wasps you know this massive noise of them coming back in he says well i know where they are they don't disappear i'm yeah, not wait. i'm not a fool wait <laughs> i don't think so Tess was ever implying they were just disappearing. Well, yeah. but they're still in there. They could just come back out again. Wait. It's against the law. What? There's specific what? forms of what law. What law? Wait. And well, I have What a kind of law do you think? Think about it. <laughs> you know, for birds, there's bird law. Wasp or... law. Please, please recite to me the codes of wasp law. Yeah. Well... <laughs> You never show up more than five minutes late. Oh, no! Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, ahem. Ahem. Did someone here mention wasp law? <laughs> and so you hear this as a planar portal opens up in front of you. A massive swirling... Uh, gateway and out steps a seven foot tall but really probably closer to five feet tall since he's bending over aged bugbear in a seersucker suit (laughs) (laughs) may I may I have your name (laughs) why yes why yes my my name is B.T. Batlock Esquire, but you can call me Batlock. Okay, sure. And I am a, have become aware that there has been some kind of mention of wasp law in this vicinity. Are we in a courtroom now? What, where is this? Well, we are in a courtroom, no, but we're not in the a middle courtroom. of the battlefield. <laughs> no, I, I thought we were in the the fancy room in the. No, the I know, Citadel. but I just meant since. Marsember is still no, no. in fighting with itself. Where is the judge? <laughs> um, there isn't one, because I do not recognize the sovereignty of this wizard that I already forgot the name of. Um, um it's Zorp oh. Sopan. <laughs> yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's why I made the joke I'm about Zorp Sopan. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm afraid I'm at a loss. Usually, my services are, are called upon in, in the heat of the of of, of court. But uh, please introduce yourselves. Uh, I've given you my name. Uh, I'm Tess, and I am the rightful owner and sole citizen of the fortress you find yourself in, along with its uh, thousands upon thousands of wasps. Well, thank you so much for introducing me. I'm very happy to be here. I'm Wig. <laughs> nice to meet you, Wig. I'm Silverleaf. <laughs> Silverleaf, excellent name. Yeah. Um, I'm Kylie, who will be God King. Well, that is, it's such an honor, uh, Kylie. We'll have to talk about that at some other time, but I have an alert set up for any mentions of Wasp Law, <laughs> so if you want to fill me in, uh, that would be great. Are you in need of a lawyer? So the uh, the the... Uh, tiefling who's holding the uh, scroll steps forward and says listen I've heard about 
these lawyers. He says, I'll have you know that you're being served by Soaphand, Soaphand, and Lewis. And we're not going to take kindly to that. We're destroying these wasps. We're going to call on Cormirian Law. I tremble in my loafers. This law firm, I've never even heard of it. And you are destroying no wasps, sir. Because such an act would be in violation of the Interplanar Protected Species Act. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) (laughs) He gives that kind of reaction. He he kind of steps back and he goes, Uh... No, we're we're gonna we're gonna kill him. He says if those those wasps come even one foot out of that giant wasp tower, we're destroying them. We're well, I'm afraid, them out of the sir. Skies. This means we're gonna have to go to court because <gasps> such an act would be in gross violation of the act, specifically subsection three, relocation and removal. What and he says? What 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 court has jurisdiction over this? The interplanar court. I came here from Sigil. Whoa. So he kind of, you know, he grabs one horn. He's worried. You know, he's, that's his worried horn grow. And he, and he straightens his lapel. He says, you'll you'll hear back from me. I think this might be fake. I don't even know if Marsimber is a part of this so-called interplanar whatever act. We didn't mm. learn about this at Silvery Moon University. But, go Bugbears. Mm, but I'm going to have, go Bugbears. But I'm going to have... So Thank many for sharing on our lawyer. legal assistance up your ass, bugbear. That's incredibly kind of... rude. I don't think his ass could fit that many legal assistants. <laughs> well, he's seven feet tall. So. <laughs> and he says, anyway, so they, they, they turn and you see, you see uh, Zorp Soapan kind of like rifling through his pockets for like interplanar things uh to go do some research and they turn and they run well they don't run but they walk away uh quietly off of the property and to to their legal research team hmm do we know where the uh sopan sopan and someone law firm lewis. is located and lewis. lewis thank you do we know where their law firm building is located um, you don't know off the top of your head, but probably somewhere in the city here. You can is, find it if you were looking. Are those the two titular Sopans? No, well, there is uh, the Sopan who served you. There's some other Sopan. And then there's Lewis. No, I, Jeff, so, Jeff Lewis. He, he does uh, realty law. No, I understand. But is Zorp one of the... Um, attorneys. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as far as you know. Okay. There so is it, it was Scorch the one Soap Hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's A Soap Hand. And there's Lewis. He got a, a, you know, there was black mold under a house. And he really did some uh, finagling to get that taken care of. Legal term. Yeah. He's good at um, it. If I may, what does the BT stand for? Well, my my middle name is Taddeus. Hmm. Bugbear Taddeus. That Why is. Why did you that assume is. his first name is Bugbear? <laughs> oh yeah, all elves. Their first name is Elf. Well, yeah, Silverleaf is Silverleaf's last name. Okay, human Mary. <laughs> I'm not a human. <laughs> wow, powerful. 
<laughs> okay. Well, uh, Batlock, what what's the best way to defend yourself in interplanar court? Well, allow me to introduce to you, Batlock pulls from his seersucker jacket a long weathered piece of paper it it it, it, it unrolls it unravels and, and goes directly to the floor this this is really getting tiring there's a lot of this i'm so sick of lawyers <laughs> this is the interplanar species protected species act and it's specifically in section one subsection a paragraph g defines giant wasps as any flying insect which has a larval stage in its development lacks an oviposter featuring instead a stinger, is capable of surviving interplanar travel, and which weighs more than three pounds, but less than 7,600 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to express some concerns. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> How many wasps do you come across that weigh more than 7,600 pounds? Well, those exist, but they are not giant wasps. Gargantuan wasps. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> those exactly. Your, your comrade here has the, has the full of it. Those are gargantuan wasps, which uh, the avernal uh, contingent within the negotiations of the Interplanar Protected Species Act was not able to include them in Section 1. Wait, so according to this act, a wyvern is a wasp? Do they have a stinger? Yes. They do. Do they have Wait. a larval stage in its mm. development? Hmm. Arguably. Wyverns have stingers? Yeah. I am not an expert on other <laughs> forms of morphology. I, really, in my retirement, I just do pro bono work on wasp law. Well, I appreciate that. Can we fly the fortress over and just crush Sopan, Sopan, and Lewis? <laughs> like, physically? I don't actually know where I am in this moment. Could you please tell me exactly where we are and and point me to the wasps? You are in Marsemper in the material plane. Um, which which realm is this? The Forgotten Realm. This is <laughs> the, the this one is you don't This is Faerun. Yes, that's the it one. is a homecoming. It is a homecoming. Then that's wonderful. You're from oh, Faerun. You? I am. I am from the south. Oh, really? Oh. I, I've been led to believe that so is our friend Wegg. Uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, do you hail from the uh, from the marching mountains just north of Kalimshan? Uh, I would have to check a map. <laughs> <laughs> no. He has a very poor sense of direction. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm being, Wegg holds a hand up to one ear. I'm being informed that, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> He's from the halfling place, whatever the hell that's called. The half zone. Halflington. Mm -hmm. The Shire. Yeah, no. That's an insult to halflings everywhere. <laughs> um, if, does the, um, interplanar court have any, um, mechanisms of uh, compelling these um, sopans into their jurisdiction? Well, it all depends on whether this place, Moss Simba, you say, whether this municipality has signed on to the Interplanar Protected Species Act. I've heard through my, uh, my office that perhaps 
maybe a decade ago the, those papers were signed, but you have to understand uh, Faerun has very few interactions with wasps of these size, so I imagine that uh, whoever the, the leadership was at the time most likely signed this document uh, on a whim, or perhaps uh, it was it was maybe included in a big old big old pile of papers they had to sign, and they didn't even know what they were doing. So well, you know, that's still legal. That's it, exactly the signature is what matters. Mm. Mm. You had something to say, Kylie? <laughs> Kylie has nothing to say. <laughs> Kylie has not gone to law school. <laughs> Well, that's why James. you have me. James, would you, would, would you like to uh, elucidate us on I don't want to talk about the definitions of contracts and treaties right now. I just want to hear the story. How is it that these wasps came to be here? Uh, you know, um, this fortress flew in over the city and released thousands upon thousands of wasps upon the populace. About As how one big does. are they? Oh, um, I'd say larger than a bread box but smaller than an elephant okay so more than three pounds oh mm-hmm. yes definitely okay less than seven thousand six hundred pounds probably yes okay. unless yes. they're made of incredibly dense material that i am not aware of well that sounds but but and exactly why are you being uh, approached in this hostile manner by these other lawyers um Wasps make people uncomfortable. I they're think. assholes. Also, I think it's they're assholes. assholes. <laughs> now, do they represent the town or some individual? Um, there's a precocious, An yeah, political state right now. They represent someone who pretends to represent the town. Mm. You see, there are a number of individuals who are claiming sovereignty over the state of Marsemper due to the uh, fractious political nature of the current establishment due to a natural disaster that uh, eliminated the power structures of those who currently held sway over the territory, and now uh, everybody wants it. Hmm. And, and is property damage a central component of their claim? Uh, they oh. did not make a claim. They just wanted to murder the wasps. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Oh, the removal you know what? of I wasps. I apologize. They, uh, they claimed that the wasps were buzzing, um, strictly against the law, according to them. Um, hmm. They were swooping at uh, cats and people. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they made nests. And uh, so none of those involved property damage. All things that wasps do, though... <laughs> The essential mm-hmm. nature of a wasp. If you're sleeping at cats and people, and you're going to test twice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I heard a lot of uh, passive voice in your relaying of the story of how th- this, uh, these, this particular nest found its way here. Where does your role in this come in? Uh, we murdered a dude. What? And assumed we control of the fortune. <laughs> we you know what? steps in and says right. we inherited we actually didn't murder power. anyone. <laughs> they murdered themselves. I, uh... I came to, uh... I obtained ownership over this fortress upon, uh, grasping a, uh, ornate scepter, which granted me omniscient, 
uh, vision and power over uh, the surrounding areas. And our first act upon uh, gaining pa this particular power was to uh, crush the entire noble district with it. Mm. Mm. But none of this has to do with wasps, so that's okay. Well, Completely separate case. It sounds to me, and uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds to me like perhaps these wasps were in danger of falling in a place that would be inhospitable to them, and perhaps you in your good graces and your knowledge of the Interplanus Protected Species Act guided the fortress to a to the, the safest possible resting place of the nest to protect the integrity of the nest. Is that not correct? Oh, no, that is absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to have trouble in court. Why is that? I'm afraid we have to find a way to you to get out of this lawsuit. Um, you know, I have a really easy way for us to get out of this lawsuit. <laughs> and what's that? We can literally just fly the fortress somewhere else outside of Marsember's jurisdiction. Mm. But the long arm of the law, though. Don't okay, we want but... to get our own back? At... I... I'm thinking some retribution for Sokan. <laughs> I look if we just want retribution again we can literally fly the fortress on top of his law firm <laughs> this is an option you know I was under the impression previously <laughs> Kylie says that on an arbitrary scale of good neutral evil Kylie was the most to the right. However, I am reconsidering this position. <laughs> Tess yeah. has gone mad with fortress power. <laughs> so really, what do you think I, about it? all of this? Um, surely, uh, I think that we could, you know, we could claim that, uh, you know, landing this fortress was an accident, but I think now that I think I think that since we know of the existence of Zorp Sopand um, and their law firm and their lawsuit against us, that if we were to and they have served us, if we were to like fly the the castle and land it on the law firm, um, that would uh, there would be no way that we could argue that we didn't know what we were doing mm -hmm. and that would be that would be a crime um probably more egregious than um introducing uh a nest of extremely large um wild wasps uh to the town of marsember it also seems to kylie to me to be slightly unconscionable to allow zorp sopan to rule over Marsimber. Yeah, you don't want a lawyer in charge of a whole town. Wait, well, is Zorp the not, lawyer or the no, wizard? He's no, the well, wizard. Well, you don't want a wizard in charge of a whole town, I think. Well, that, I mean, they are brothers. That's true. There are two, okay, right, there okay. are two uh, Zorps Sopan three is brothers. the wizard, and then Scorch Sopan is the uh, uh, the lawyer. Alright, what's the third Sopan? We don't know. No, it's Lewis. No, no he's... No, 
Lewis is the third partner of the law firm, but there's a second soap hand in yeah, the law Ace. firm. Ace? Okay. I didn't hear That's what Cameron said like five minutes ago. Yeah, I no, definitely I, did I, not I, say Ace, but okay, it's Ace. <laughs> oh, maybe you were saying A soap hand. Mm hmm. I, that is what <laughs> I said. But... Well, it's Ace now. Mm hmm. Ace soap hand. <laughs> the third soap hand. Forgive me, what Attorney is our uh, what is our new lawyer friend's last name? Batlock. Batlock. A lot of bats That's in correct. this campaign. Of course, okay. Are there? But... Yeah, Bigby Bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and then Batlock. Bats, Batlock. <laughs> Man, uh, lots of bats. The Manticore. B.T. Batlock Esquire. Bugbear Thaddeus Batlock. That is not my first name. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Mr. Batlock, what would you suggest as our next uh, course of action? Well, I'm afraid my my use to you is limited unless we can determine whether or not this uh, this place... What, what was this place's name again? Marsember Mar or the Fortress? Marsemba. This municipality is a signatory of the Interplanar Protected Species Act. Uh, my pro bono work only extends to that. I would have to... Uh, charge you uh, a nominal fee if the if this uh, piece of lawyer and is, is outside the realm of conservation hmm. I mean that it's... I feel like that should be easy enough to look up well I think we have to find some documents well, somewhere sure. in this city well I was mm -hmm. thinking we would well okay I, the I fee was is figuring fine. we have a castle that's probably got treasure in it somewhere so <laughs> You're welcome to any of it. Uh, so wow. An accountant. <laughs> so, huh? so relief, this is not your fortress? <laughs> I'm not an accountant. I just don't care about worldly goods. <laughs> just fishing. Uh, okay, well, it seems like you've decided you want to find some documents. Um, where do you want to look for those? You know a lot of people in this town. You know a lot of different strategies. Well... Where did we send, um, when did, where did we send Gilbert to get his golem constructed? You handed him off to Ryder Ridley. Okay. I, do you think there might be other golems there? Would you like to explain where you're going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, important documents often kept in golems. <laughs> Did we talk about this before the, the clap? <laughs> yes. Because this is just going to be really a really weird statement from James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. truism. Okay, well, that's okay, one. So well. this is one strategy being floated by James. Can I, can I uh, perform, like, a history check? Sure. Or an investigation check to, de to, to figure out where uh, documents are kept in uh, Marsember. A history documents. check sounds great. I okay. mean, I think there's this thing called a town hall and or a courthouse that, uh, that you know. Okay. Um, I rolled an eight. Okay. Well, you do know there's this thing called a town hall and there's another thing called a courthouse. Um <laughs> Those Not are sure both their helpful. Functions. There might be, or you know, what do we know about Marsimber? You know, we know it's, it's old. built on a bunch of islands. Yeah, built on a bunch of islands and has had a lot of political turmoil in the past. And so there might be, um, like ruined or previous town halls mm -hmm. um, where older things would be. Um, Batlock, where did you say the? Uh, when did you say this document was signed? 
Well, the Interplanar Species Act was uh, inaugurated in year 37G5, but that's by sigil reckoning. I imagine that would be roughly 200 Faerun years ago, but as time has passed, different municipalities have signed on to it. As recently as uh, the Grey Waste signed on merely two years ago. What's the Grey Waste protecting? What's their species they added to it? Well, they didn't add any species, but they agreed to abide by the terms in exchange for a, a, a very nice economic incentive. I believe it was uh, it was copper mining or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, so you know that you know there Marsimber has changed hands quite a few times over the past few years, uh, or you know over the past few hundred years. And so there might be, there's both a current town hall and then there's previous town halls. There's a current courthouse and there's previous courthouse. Um, There's probably a public square where uh, mass trials took place, um, you know, a hundred years ago. So there's a lot of different places like that to look. All geometry aside, wouldn't maybe the members of the pseudo unit, as they are are like our government contacts, maybe have some idea? That's a good idea. I mean, we can certainly ask them. Sounds good to me. Hmm. Uh, how are we getting there? Like one car, two cars, taking the Citadel? <laughs> we do not have a place we can safely set down the Citadel. <laughs> Hasn't I stopped mean, us it, before. <laughs> it is safely house. set down currently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I just meant elsewhere in Marsimber. Mm-hmm. We can't just, like, park it somewhere <laughs> without fucking things up. If I may, I do believe that our chances in court will be bolstered if we not move the wasps now. I think a key argument could be that uh, one of the reasons why you are indemnified by any acts you may or may not have committed is because uh, you you do not wish to disturb the wasp nest, so I believe our arguments may be undercut if we move the wasps. Okay. Um, All joking aside, like, that route still creates problems for Marsember insofar as the wasps will still be local to this area. Like, I'm still in favor of actually finding a place that we can like, leave the hive that wouldn't be detrimental to literally everyone involved. Mm, Well, section C, subsection G, best possible alternative under the relocation and removal provision, does say as defined in, sub, in section L, significant chance of harm. If you are able to uh, find the best possible alternative with the least chance of, of harm of the of the wasps, that the relocation could be uh, allowed. Okay, but I also I think that the the magic of the legal document will deal us uh, something in the order of ten d ten psychic damage if we <laughs> attempt to leave town well served. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's extremely powerful. <laughs> oh, violations of interplanar treaty are, are almost always carried out by the Lady of Pain in, yeah. in her dungeons in Sigil. In, and uh, I do say from my private practice, I, I know firsthand the kind of uh, punishment she can mete out. Like what? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a special room where they, they put you in. And uh, the walls change colors in a, in a very disturbing way, and they and they reflect the best day you've ever lived over and over again. 
until you become desensitized to it. You stay in that room for a very long time. And when you leave, the rest of your life is miserable. Damn. That's right. What do they call that one? They they call it the happy room. Dang. Can can you book just like I don't know, like half an hour in the happy room or do you have to stay in there for the whole time? Oh, you gotta stay two hours. Oh goodness. <laughs> It's like right, a tanning booth, but like... <laughs> <laughs> um, Cameron, just um, mm-hmm. mechanically, the mm-hmm. I think the the Citadel was like a... What's the bottom of the Citadel look like? A big pokey... Uh, yeah, like so crag. how... Looks like an we, iceberg. Are we like a, a, some distance off the ground? Like no, you the, the citadel is exactly flat with the the street. Oh, so the spike like went all the way in. Yes, y'all okay, crushed cool. the shit out of Lord Groom's house. So we can just like walk <laughs> off. Yeah, you Sucky can just Groom. walk right onto the street. Let's. I think we should go talk to um, Ryder Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, because he's got a big book that has records in it, and. Was- Sorry, go ahead. Wasn't he also involved in the war? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was. So we can go check in on him. Yeah, so see if he's okay. Yeah. Um, and failing that, we can head to one of Marsimber's many historic courthouses. Is, yeah. Okay. Wait, we have a quorum. <laughs> um, okay. Do you know you what all... any of these words mean? Yeah, that's a, a quorum's just an agreement. Yeah, no. the agreement is uh, yeah, uh, plan. No, James, it, that's what it is. That's, that's what the word means. Cameron also agreement. gets one vote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, uh, you all begin to walk across Marsimber. Uh, you, of course, close the door behind you. Um, you tell Cheap Cheap, "Hey, don't let let anybody in." Um, I'll let the wasps out. You still can't talk to Cheap Cheap, so his inhuman maw opens. And he goes. Wah! <laughs> wait, wait. How do we talk to Cheap? We talked to Cheap Cheap. Oh, you talked to Cheap Cheap before because you had man. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you, you got a, a sense of what what Cheap Cheap's up to now. Uh, you can read his emotions and his uh, inhuman screams of of wind blowing in and out of a of a, a nest inside of his body. And um, you begin walking across Marsimber. Uh, a lot of the fires that had been going on pretty heavily about 12 hours before, those are burning down or going out. There's a lot of people running around doing, uh, you know, saving people from rubble. And, you know, it's it's uh, still disaster city, but uh, it's not as bad as it was before. And also, more importantly, there's not demons or wasps killing anybody. So that's a little bit of an A+. Plus. The um, and you make your way toward the um, gosh, I cannot believe I've forgotten the name of it again. It is the tavern where you have been going every single episode. The lazy rabbit, the lazy rabbit. There we go. Should probably write that down. Um, and yet I'm not doing that this very I'm moment. doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, so you go there, and that's of course where you have met with um. 
heal Horst and the Manticore and Ryder Ridley every other time. And so this is, you know, the expectation that you'll meet one of them there. And wouldn't you know it, Keelhorst is there hanging out, eating some leafy greens. Hello. She looks up your... and she's her mouth is full of stuff. She's like, heard. Two questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. One, progress on Gilbert's suit. She says, I don't know what you're talking about. That's Ryder Ridley that's taking taking care of the the Gilbert Golem. Oh yeah, sorry. I just assumed that they that they like hung out and knew each other. No, they're they're too cool. They like yeah. No, there's no way. They, they do probably know hate one each another. other. I mean, they're like they're like, the, they're like, they're like a right? band, right? Like they're like Oasis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they like get together when like things are bad, but like otherwise they're just like no fuck. Oh god, Daniel. Do you remember when the other Ridley brother got kicked out of the band? <laughs> Yeah, by the cooler Ryder Ridley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I guess he's got like, Ryder's got a mohawk. The other, mm-hmm. the other one didn't want to didn't want to grow a mohawk. Exactly. Solo <laughs> career did not work out. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Horse just goes back to eating her. <sighs> eating hey, her greens. Where Second. is um? We need to talk to Ryder. Uh, do you know where where he is? She kind of swallows what she was eating. She says, uh, yeah, he was uh, flying around like a Goku in the <laughs> sky recently and um, shooting people with fireballs and magic missiles. And I haven't really seen him since then. It seemed, he's probably still doing that. Have you looked mm-hmm. up? Have you looked up? Have you tried that? <laughs> so there's been a whiz war going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge whiz war. And you've just been hanging out in the Lazy Rabbit eating greens well, i'm not a wizard you know <laughs> i'm a bard I hear that <laughs> Wait, they're, they're a bard yeah and she whips out her magical tactical flute, flute. yeah her tactical oh, flute okay yeah yeah do, 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 like starts dancing <laughs> yep um she says no well yeah so he he could be you know at it, he could be in the Manta Cave plotting with the Manticore. He could be in the sky throwing fireballs. Uh, he could be anywhere. I don't know. Why, why do you need Ryder Ridley? I just want to point out that that was an, an Azamar playing Angel is a centerfold. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. Uh, that's like that's like a like a classic celestial song. Must be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, their blood runs cold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Batlock came with us, right, to do this, or is he hanging? Or is he no? Still Batlock's the... here. Batlock's here. I am, in fact, right in front of you. Uh, How did you miss that suit? <laughs> uh, I introduced Batlock to uh, Keel and explain uh, our legal predicament and the information that we're after. Pleased to meet you, B. T. Batlock Esquire, but you can call me Batlock. Oh yeah, I know about Batlock. You, uh, you, you saved uh, some of the people in northern Cormier, maybe two, oh, two or three dozen years ago, from uh, they're being tortured by the uh, uh, the Psycho Knight. Oh, that Psycho Knight! I'm so glad he got his day in court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mad! Can't can't catch Psycho Knight. <laughs> <laughs> So, you were uh, mad about that. I was mad about like the implication that Batlock was happy that he got to represent like 
When you say people are ha- you're happy they got their day in court, it means they got a chance to sue, not that they were prosecuted. He got his day in court. <laughs> he was he he had the light of justice shown on him, and he was found wanting. <sighs> they Kill. blew him up. They threw him that's, into that's, a sun. That's just a rumor. <laughs> they teleported him into the middle of of the sun. <laughs> it's true. I was there. I was a I was a witness. See. <laughs> you were in the middle of the sun? No, I watched it. Okay. Cool. With a, with a uh, with a piece of cardboard with a, <laughs> with a, with a pinhole cut in it. Yeah. <laughs> a little solar flare that burned up. <laughs> yeah. You could see a flicker. Just like ah. <laughs> That's right. Our special guest for this episode was Range Touch co-founder, superstar, emeritus, Danny. Um, so he is playing uh, Batlock um, and, uh, the, of course, the, the bugbear lawyer who works on the Interplanar Species Act, Endangered Species Act. We're going to learn a whole lot more about that uh, coming up in the next couple episodes. This is, uh, this is me- merely the beginning of a long saga. Um, so I think you're really going to enjoy that. Uh, you can go to twitter.com slash range touch to learn more about what we do here at range touch in general. Um, I want to thank Harry and the Hendersons for, uh, their generous sponsorship. Of course, the intellectual property that keeps on giving and, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash range touch in order to support the show. Um, if you listen to the show, and you listen to it regularly and you don't support us on Patreon, uh, think about doing so. It'd be really helpful if you did that. Um, really helps us keep the lights on and helps us, uh, you know, keep doing this. We, I spend a lot of time editing audio and DMing and prepping to DM and doing all that stuff. So anyway, hope you, uh, enjoy that episode. You're going to hear more about Batlock in the next couple episodes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I have a good time. Um, see you on the next one.